You're listening to the Viva La Mami podcast, a podcast about all things motherhood. I'm your host, Jessica Cuevas. I am a mother of one on a mission to redefine the meaning of motherhood as a first-generation, bilingual, and bicultural Latina mommy. Regardless if we feel like a failure from time to time, or if we succeeded with the little things in our motherhood journey, it is important to celebrate all of these experiences as madres. So bring your cafecito as I invite you to be a part of this space and create raw and honest conversations about the exciting and challenging parts of being a mommy. Ahora, vámonos. Hola, hola, amiga. Today, I am having my very first Viva La Mami Spotlight guest, who is none other than mi hermana Karina Fabela. Karina is a mother of two who became a young mommy at the age of 21. She shares how her life completely changed after having an unplanned pregnancy when dating her now husband for less than a year, and how she had to navigate her motherhood journey as a young mommy. Karina is currently a real estate agent based in the Chicago area and owner of Faith Fab Boutique, in which she designs and customizes shirts and other products. She is considered the queen of side hustles, and we discuss the reasons why she decided to pursue this instead of finding a traditional nine-to-five job. I am very excited that you get to hear this first VLM Spotlight. Karina has a lot of wisdom to share, and it is my hope that a young mommy out there can connect with her story. So without further ado, here is my interview with my sister, Karina Favela. Thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate it. I'm just very excited to have you as my very first uh, Viva La Mami Spotlight guest. I thought that this is a great way to to initiate the Viva La Mami Spotlight to introduce madres um, and to kind of share about their experiences. So I'm very, very excited. So thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah. So um, if you can introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about yourself and what do you currently do? Okay. Um, well, to begin, it's crazy because it, I struggled a little bit to like answer these questions because I'm, I'm so used to me asking the questions. So when yep. people ask me, I'm just like, oh, hold on. But, um, basically, um, I'm a 32 year old young Latina mom. I am a mom to a wonderful 10 year old and a beautiful six year old girl. Um, currently I am a realtor at Realty of Chicago. Um, I'm also the creator and maker of uh, FaithFab Boutique. And also, <laughs> I currently work part-time at the, um, where our sister works, SNS Activewear, just the part-time, just to keep, you know, income steady. You know, as an entrepreneur, sometimes it goes high and low, so I feel like it's always good to have your backup plan. Mm-hmm. So definitely a hustler mindset. Yeah, and yeah. just a human being, living and doing, I always say. Yeah, no, that's great. Thank you for introducing yourself. And we're definitely talk. We're going to talk a little bit more about, you know, how you're kind of like the queen of side hustles. So we will kind of touch on that. (laughs) But first, you know, um, the reason why I invited you is to kind of share your story about your motherhood journey, right? About how you became a young mom um, at 21, which for some, you know, it's not a teen mom, right? But you perhaps had all these goals and dreams, right? About your future. And then suddenly this happened, right? It was an unplanned pregnancy and an unplanned 
marriage or relationship marriage. that you had. <laughs> yeah. So can you kind of tell us about your relationship first, you know, with Ben, my brother-in-law, which I love, we love in, you know, he, he's a great man and a great father um, and a great husband to you. But can you tell us a little bit more about your relationship and kind of walk us through uh, the day that you found out you were pregnant? Oh my goodness. It was a crazy experience for both of us. But Ben and I actually didn't late, um, date for long. I remember <laughs> when you first met him, which I feel that it was the day we conceived Julian. But um, uh, I met him. We dated for six months. We dated for six months. And he was honestly a great guy. To me, I never really had serious boyfriends. And you would know. Mm -hmm. I always had like little boyfriends here and there. But Ben was different. He was always a gentleman. He was caring. He just stood out from most of the guys. Did I know that I was in love? I did not know because I was only, you know, we had just started this journey of us dating, but we did rush into the relationship really quick. That is for sure. But honestly, it felt right with him. I mm -hmm. didn't have any doubts or anything with our relationship. It was a good relationship. The best six months of our relationship. Um, so when we found out I was pregnant, it's crazy because I was actually on birth control. Um, you know, we were actually being active, um, and I'm like, you know what, we do not want to get pregnant. Let's get on birth control. Mm -hmm. But it so happens that, you know, by the time I got on birth control, I was technically pregnant. And I remember I would not get, you know, my cycle. I, I, I went three months without my cycle and I had asked my friend, remember Mari? Mm -hmm. Um, I had asked her, I'm like, you know, I haven't gotten my, my menstrual cycle. I'm like, but I think it's a side effect from the birth control because it says that, you know, your, your menstrual cycle can, you know, mm -hmm. fluctuate. Mm -hmm. So I'm here thinking it's a side effect of the birth control, but in reality, you know, I was pregnant. So she told me, she's like, you know what, you need to take a pregnancy test just to make sure. So I'll never forget. I remember <laughs> I bought the pregnancy test and in my room, I remember <laughs> I took the pregnancy test, um, you know, I was in the bathroom and then I saw that it came positive first test came positive yeah and I'll never forget like I don't know it was like a weird reaction um I remember being scared but I also remember smiling mm. I was yeah like I was a part of me was happy I think I was just so scared like how am I gonna do this how am I gonna tell mom and dad yeah. you know so Ben was obviously the one of the first persons I told actually um, Alejandra, our cousin was the first person that I told. I remember mm -hmm. I actually stuck out of the house <laughs> to tell her because I was like, I have to tell someone and you were off in college too. Yeah. Um, so I remember telling her and she's like, you know, calm down. Everything's going to be okay. But I remember also thinking to myself, is this what I really want right now? You know, I was turning 21. I was turning 21. I had thought about going back to college. I was thinking about, you know, getting my boobs done, if anything, too. Like, yeah. I had a whole different mindset going on. Yeah. So I remember being very scared, very scared. Um, I remember, honestly, I wasn't even sure if I wanted to proceed with the pregnancy. Even though um, I did have that support, I remember when I told him, um, he said he, he was going to be there, you know, and he was okay with whatever decision I wanted to make. But I do remember him, you know, wanting the, the baby, which is Julia now. Um, so we have to like this at first, we're like, you know, what? let's just go to the doctor, make sure everything is fine. Okay. 
And yeah, we went to the doctor's appointments. They congratulated us. And I'll never forget. They were like, congratulations. And we were just like, <laughs> we were in denial. And yeah. I remember after that, um, we had gone to a park, just to park, just to, you know, clear our heads. And we both started crying. We were wow. both crying because of that fear of telling our parents. I think it was more that it was just the fear of being unprepared. Ben had just lost his job. You know, I had another life plan goals that I had in mind. And, you know, when you get the news of a child that was unplanned, it's pretty scary, especially because we weren't married. We had, I had only dated this guy for eight months now by that time, which is, it isn't a lot, but one thing he did always reassure me, he gave me comfort just knowing that he would not leave my sight, you know, and I did believe him. And, you know, till now he, he's still, he's still around. (laughs) Um, but I do remember, um, I remember that I kept it a secret because I I'll admit, you know, I don't think I, I even told anyone, you know, but I remember thinking like, I don't want to have this baby, you know, I need to, I need to do something. And it's crazy because I always feel like God has a plan for you. Things happen for a reason. So that's when, um, Yulisa, our sister, um, she's seen the pregnancy test, the box, cause I kept the test, but she saw the box in the garbage and that's how mom and dad found out. And I'll never forget. Um, I had gotten home <laughs> and I remember going downstairs and I see Julie like ironing her pants. So she looked very nervous and mom's like, come here, we need to talk. And then we went to their room downstairs and I don't know, it was just the worst, the scariest feeling. Cause mom, I think mom was furious, but dad didn't say a word. Mm. and I think that was the worst because that just gave me like the silent treatment and I felt like oh I failed on my what am I gonna do mm. and it was just so it wasn't a happy feeling it wasn't yeah. it was a scary sad feeling I felt so alone mm. I remember that and then when they found out I'm like okay now I can't you know abort because mom's gonna hate me even more if I were to do that because you know mom was against that mm-hmm. you know at that time I remember she said that now you're gonna you know raise this child so I felt like I had to do that and I mean obviously now I think about it I'm like I'm so glad I did that because you know Juju Julian gave me purpose he changed Mm -hmm. my life but in a good way yeah you know so that's why I always say things happen for a reason for sure and I still get emotional because it was very scary yeah I mean I can imagine like you know like we obviously have been so close and and it's I was even scared for you, right? It's like, holy crap, like, how is her mind shift? How is her, you know, her plans, even like her physical body, like, how is all of this going to change, you know, just by this one action? And, and I don't think that's anything to blame. I think, for the most part in our culture, there's a lot of blame and shame about relationships, about sex, you know, and all of this stuff. But it's normal. But how can mm-hmm. you kind of come to a, a, a level of preparation, right? If like the what ifs, and unfortunately we were never taught about, you know, if you ever get pregnant, this is what we can do to support you. You know, these are the steps X, Y, Z that we can do to support you or, you know, perhaps like mentioning resources, but unfortunately it's almost like you had to kind of figure this out on your own. Yes, or you had to wait till marriage to have, right. that's what we were told and I think that's one thing that upset mom and dad the most because I didn't wait till like 
do things the right way, like get married first and then have kids, honestly. Cause I remember her saying like, what are, what are the people going to say? Mm. You know, because yeah, I remember her saying, what are they going to say? What are they going to think? And I remember feeling very shameful. Cause I'm like, mm. wow, you know, like it, it does, you know, implant to your mind, like, wow, I really failed the whole family, not just my parents, but everyone, like, what are they going to think? And I remember in the beginning, I was a little like embarrassed. I'm like, for them to see me pregnant, you know, because I'm like, wow, they think I'm a young mom, even though I was 21, you know, technically it's, I'm an adult and I was responsible, but just them knowing that I wasn't married or had a plan. I think that's, and I understand them being a parent now, you know, I know that they just wanted the best for me. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I understand them. Right. But it kind of hits you unexpectedly, right? It's like, okay, now that I've done my parenting duties, right, on, in the lens of my parents, and I cannot speak for them, but like in a way, it's like we had all these expectations, and now how are we going to move forward? You know, how yeah. are we going to support her also, but knowing that she did a sinful thing, quote unquote, when it's yeah. like, <laughs> it's a part of life, you know, things happen. And and like you mentioned, like you, you and Ben, um, you know, you were adults and, and you decided to make this adult decision. Um, and can you tell me a little bit more? You kind of mentioned about the f- pressures of, of getting married because you got pregnant. Can you can you tell us a little bit more about that? You know, do did both you and Ben feel pressured to get married? Were you both ready? Or did you think it was just the cultural thing that kind of forced you into into doing that step? We've definitely talked about it. You know, we're going into 11 years. Yeah, this year we we reached 11 years of marriage. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I'm 32 and I'm 11 year, years married. Yeah. Um, but we do talk about it. I like that we're very like transparent and open about it because it's true. We now realize at our age, because technically we were little kids. Our mindset was not how it was you know, 10 years ago when we decided to tie the knot. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we do realize we are open about it. And we do say that, yeah, um, our parents did play a big role. Um, society itself, like we wanted mm-hmm. to do things the right way, even though we were um, pregnant. We we had a shotgun wedding, what they say, you know, it was a, a wedding just so that we could look like we did things right. Do we, do we still, mm. it's like, there was love. There was always love. Ben said, you know, I always wanted you to be my wife. I knew you were the one, but he's, he says it too. He's like, I wish he would have waited, you know, to have that wedding. We could have lived together maybe before done, you know, just do things a little right instead of rushing into it and getting married because we thought that was the right way. And I think we somehow felt like maybe that'll make mom and dad and our in-laws a little happier like give them that reassurance that we are going to be a family. But I really being married now, honestly, marriage does not, to me, it doesn't signify like, you know, family. Family is what you create in the relationship, Mm -hmm. not just the running ring or, you know, having the same last name or whatever society, you know, thinks about it. Yeah. Yeah. um, I'm glad that we're still together. You know, I'm very blessed and, and that aspect because a lot of my friends that were moms there's two that were moms around the same time I was they're not um with their significant other you know because you know everyone has their own story and I never never ever judge because our journey yes we're still together but it took us a whole we've been through a whole roller coaster we've had a lot of obstacles you know but um but yeah I'm glad we're still we're still a team 
Yeah. No, that's great. I love how you define it that, you know, you're still a team and how your family unit overpowers just like a wedding, right? Or the traditional thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's great. Um, So, you know, kind of going back to you finding out, you know, that you were pregnant now, did you think that you were equipped you know to have this child like did you seek resources or did you just kind of you just went to the doctor and you're like okay what should i do yeah i just went along with it and that's one thing like when i see you being a mom i'm like wow i do see the difference you know when Mm -hmm. when um you have a child at a later age you know um age is nothing but a number of course however i do feel like resources were not available around you know 2011 that's when instagram was just starting now you i get advice from instagram from pinterest all this you know whereas before yeah i'll admit i just kind of went along i i went along with a lot what what i thought mom would advise um and even then i feel like i didn't really have a lot of advice it was just me me on my own i remember feeling very lonely and like who can i talk to um yeah I remember that. Um, I remember Googling books, you know, what to expect when you're expecting. I remember reading those books, Googling how to do that. So yes, I definitely did want to do some um, research on how to be a mom, but there was never um, how to be a young mom or anything like that, because I honestly felt like I was in between. I was an adult already, right? I wasn't a teen mom. I had the support. I wasn't a single mom. So I was just kind of like, in between and that's why I felt like where do I belong who can I reach out to about my journey so I I did I I did kind of just you know go with the flow like they say yeah 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 Yeah. and thank you for sharing that because I'm sure that a lot of moms who like you mentioned right they're not teen moms right where they don't have to depend on their you know um adults you know Mm -hmm. parents or what have you but you were also an adult, but without having this in plan, right? It wasn't in the books for you at the moment. So it's like, how do you all of a sudden like navigate this? And I'm sure that there's like this level of isolation because yeah, you're so right. Like there's nothing targeted for uh, a mother who had an unplanned pregnancy. It's almost like you put all of these women in one bucket and it's like, okay, pregnancy is this and it's going to be pretty and it's going to be lovely. But it's like, okay, well, what if you have this level of resentment, you know, even to yourself or how can you navigate, you know, pregnancy when getting advice from your Latina mom who Mm -hmm. has certain beliefs or cultural, you know, uh, traditions. But then again, it's like you're following along with what medical experts advise you. So it's like, where do I go? Yeah, it's like you're in between. Yeah, because I remember also, and it's so true now that you say that, like our cultural beliefs. I remember me trying to do the right thing. And this is for Elena, my second daughter, when we were Mm -hmm. baptizing her, you know, which technically um, I felt like it's also very traditional to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget that Ben and I went for the class and they told us that we were sinning because we weren't married to church. So it's just like, okay, so where do we fit in? Where do the parents or mothers that, you know, might've had um, gotten pregnant before marriage, like, where do we fit in? Like, we're trying to do the right thing, but then we're still um, criticized. Mm. You know what I mean? But then if you Mm -hmm. don't, you're still criticized by our culture, 
and and sometimes it's it's unfortunate so i'm very glad that like now we do have more resources and people are more open and they do what they feel is right for themselves not what society or our culture wants us to do yeah so that's something that i that i always tell the kids you know do what feels right for you right right for sure that's great yeah like Mm i i i find like this level of um self-advocacy you know about yourself like you you had to advocate for yourself and knowing what was right and Mm -hmm. even if things didn't go the right way quote unquote right like you still found a way you know to come to some level of resolution or some level of like okay of balance i guess you know um yeah so can you tell us a little bit more about you know when you gave birth to julian and i and i remember that day like i literally saw him (laughs) minutes after um you know which is a great feeling but you as a mom right as a new mom can you tell us a little bit more about you know what that experience was like um and you know just a little bit more about your postpartum days you know so i guess we're going back but like the first three months after having a baby was it something that you expected or was it something that you know kind of hit you so sudden um were there ways that you were looking for support but you never talked about or vocalized so can you tell us a little bit more about that Mm -hmm. so what i am i was actually induced with um julian i remember i was already full term and they gave me the option of being, you know, induced. And I said, yes, because I was just very uh, uncomfortable by that time. Mm-hmm. And it was actually a long, um, a long labor process. It was about 23 hours that I was induced because I wasn't, you know, dilating. They give you the Pitocin to dilate. I just remember, um, I do remember being prepared. I remember having like my little CDs to just calm myself and my mind was always like focused on just you and the doctor, no one else. And I felt like that really helped. Mm. Um, were the contractions bad? Yes. I remember um, because it was a long labor. I remember being so mad. I was mad at Ben. I remember <laughs> because it was like snoring. I'm like, oh, why do you, why, why is it that I have to go through this? You know, I think all women go through that, not just me. I think we yeah. all get at some, you know, um, anger around there um but overall the the labor was good I actually seen me um deliver Julian there was like a mirror they asked me if I wanted the mirror and I'm like yes and this really helped me focus it's amazing I I I was I remember just looking at the mirror seeing his little head come out and just focus 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 and yeah and there he was and you know it was an amazing feeling I remember to be honest with you I didn't cry Ben cried he's 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 a crier but I remember just being like in shock, like, oh my God, he's here. And it's amazing how your your instincts just hit right away. Like you, I became very like protective when I when I heard him cry. Like I'm like, is he okay? Like that's the first thing I remember saying. Um, yeah, overall labor was good. Um, I was in the hospital for like a week because Julian had um jaundice. Oh yeah. yeah. So yeah. I remember being so scared because I didn't know. I was like, what is this? What's going on? Um, but luckily, you know, he was okay. He was a healthy baby. We went home. And I think honestly, that's when it really hit me hard when we, we got home. Um, I did, I definitely, um, know, knew I had, um, postpartum depression, but I never said anything. I was just like, you know, what's going on. I did. I never spoke about it. I just remember, um, you know, our relationship with Ben and I, it, it was rocky in the beginning because I didn't know how to navigate 
these feelings that I was having motherhood, a new marriage, you know, I'm still getting to know my husband. It, yeah. it was a lot. And I remember, um, I see my friends go out and just having that, like, Oh, that could be me going out, but I'm here being a mom. And that's one thing that I felt like I, I actually felt mad at myself for feeling like that. I'm like, you shouldn't be feeling like that. I felt like a bad mom mm-hmm. because I was um, feeling like I was missing out. Mm-hmm. I, I remember that. Um, yeah, but yeah. it it goes away. It went away. I felt like, you know, I had no choice. I always told myself, you got to deal with it, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, and I think it's totally normal to grieve your past life, right? Yeah. Or even the, the should have, could have, would have, you yeah. know, like even me when I became a mom at 30, like I'm like, oh, I want to travel more, you know, and now I can't, you know, or just like the little things about like even like career, right? And how I had to sacrifice, right? <laughs> about, you know, no longer pursuing the, 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 the career that I've, I wanted, right? Because now I'm in this whole new world. And, and yeah, so your mind shifts, but also it's just like prioritizing, right? Like, how do you prioritize? Yeah. Um, and we're all in a season, right? And you've always and you've even mentioned this to me, like, it's oh, we're all in a season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So can you tell me about like, what were the things that you kind of sacrificed, right? Um, that perhaps maybe you have come to like sacrificing for and how did you kind of prioritize yourself in 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 that way right I don't know if I'm mm-hmm. asking this no, question I get you. well I feel like us as moms we always like I always tell you that like we always have we always sacrifice and I think that's just and it's not in a bad way mm-hmm. because our intentions are to care and nurture and look out for our families I remember when Julian was little, I remember working full time. I had gone, you know, um, back to work after the three months. And I'll never forget that such, I had like, I, I think it was a depression, but I remember crying. I remember crying at my job. I was a medical assistant working in Elmhurst. And um, the doctors that I worked with, they were very nice, you know, um, they noticed it. And I remember like, I lied. I told them, I'm like, I have a family emergency. I have to go. And I didn't even have a family emergency. I just needed to leave to go home because I had such bad mom guilt Mm. from, you know, from staying home with Julian for the first three months to then going to a full-time job that sometimes I'd work till 8 p.m., 7 p.m. And, you know, um, I felt like I I did sacrifice my my career, but I felt like I did it for the right reasons for, Mm -hmm. because I wanted to be with Julian. And in, in those times, I was like, I honestly had a lot of, different jobs in between because I was trying to find that balance uh, for a job and also to be with um with Julian and I did double that thank God you know dad was able to take care of of Julian so he was in good hands but even then I was just always wanting to be there you know especially that first year and um although I did work full-time his first year you know I managed to make the best off of it I always say like it's not um, the quantity time, it's the quality time. Mm-hmm. So I, I remember our car rides from Berwyn to Bolingbrook. I always made them fun. Like I would always play with him. I'd look at him in the mirror. Like I, I always told myself, do the best you can in the time that he's with you. And in between that, I remember, it's just hard. I feel like us as moms, but there's so much to do because I also remember Ben and I, our marriage, like I have to put in time for that. And I remember him opening up to me 
telling me, I feel like, you know, you, you distance yourself from me. Like it's just about the baby. And, um, it's always like that sacrifice, right? Like mm-hmm. had to sacrifice a lot of things for, for myself at times, but then it came to the point where it's just like, no, we all have to like balance it out. You know, mm-hmm. we have to, it's all, it's all balanced really. Yeah. Um, with Elena, it was different when I got pregnant with her, Ben and I, we, Elena was, a, was planned. Cause I remember we wanted to have another one that's so far from Julian. And for Elena, we did talk about it. Um, and we decided, you know, we're going to, you're going to stay home mm-hmm. for some time just so that, you know, you can be with them. And I'm glad I had the opportunity to. And I remember even then when I was at home, I still felt like guilt. I remember feeling, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I had to sacrifice my income. I had to sacrifice my social life too. And I also, I don't know, I cared about what society would think. I felt like shameful because in our culture, we're, we're told like the woman has to like also work and, you know, be the wife at home. I I didn't want to be looked at as like, oh, just a stay at home mom. She just does and nothing at home mm-hmm. and no it's work it's work to be at home too it is so i feel like i understand both the working mom and the stay-at-home mom because i've done them both yeah and in both situations yeah there was mom guilt but you have to learn to appreciate that role and season that you are in at that moment mm-hmm. because it was beautiful it was nice when i worked too because i had that time to talk to have my own income but it was also nice to be there for my kids to pick them up drop them off story time do all these activities because mm-hmm. i i do believe that if you are a stay-at-home mm-hmm. mom you should do things with your children i just stay home and clean the house because that's two people in the house to do that right right absolutely mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah and and i'm yeah thank you for sharing that because oftentimes there's a shame about moms who decide to go back to work full time and then moms who decide to stay at home and mm-hmm. oftentimes like there's this shame and guilt and this like back and forth battle about like who will be the best mom right whether if you work full time yeah. or if you stay at home you know full time but i do agree that ultimately it comes to you know kind of coming into an acceptance about like your season and what is best for you and your family exactly and also just like um you know, understanding that regardless of what decision you make, you're not going to achieve everything at the end of the day. You know, you mm-hmm. have to find that balance, you know, because I think that there's this, you know, um, narrative kind of like viewpoint about moms being su- super moms, right? Like yeah. super mamas. And it's like, okay, you cannot do it all. <laughs> like, it, it's just impossible. You you cannot do it all. But definitely finding that balance to, to figure out, okay, what is it that I need? What is it that my children need? You know, what is it that my partner needs also? And how can I fit in these specific tasks, you know, or these goals that I have in mind, thinking about, okay, how can I balance it all? Thing, we're raising our family, you know, we're like the foundation of, of the house yeah. to keep it up. We put in a lot of our effort, our time, our love that we should be there to help each other out if we need advice instead of like separating the two. You know what I mean? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That is so true. That is so true. Um, so, you know, we talked about a little bit about like your priorities and kind of sacrificing, right? And and you shared a little bit more about your work experience. Um, you did mention that you do side hustles, right? So can you 
tell us a little bit more about that and and has that helped you to have this level of like fulfillment you know like okay i'm working i'm still working but i get to choose pick and choose right what i want to work for or who i want to work for while also you know being the foundation of the household yes for sure um i've i don't know i i, I think when i started with my side hustles it did give me like that um i don't know what's the word to say but it, it gave me that not confidence um, but it made me feel good to, to contribute something and not mm. just to stay home, you know, mm. being able to contribute, it made me feel, feel good. Even if it was like $30, I felt great because it's like, yeah. it's me putting in money for myself or the kids to go out. And just for my husband to see that, you know, I, I'm also working hard to make something, you know, and, and that, like you said too, I, in the beginning, I had a hard time finding a job that would help me balance my schedule with my kids I I, I'm a big believer that I like I don't like working for somebody else all the time I like for me to be the one to make my hours you know I don't like to be controlled by another business which is nothing wrong if you do I think that's great it's but I feel like if I'm not happy um, I don't feel like I need to continue doing that Mm -hmm. I believe in change I believe in taking the risk to do something that you feel would benefit you and I, I've been doing that, you know, I've always had that hustle in me. And I don't know if it's just because of what we've been through with our, our past with mom and dad, our struggles financially, that I always mm-hmm. feel like, you know, I have to do something to contribute. And I've done it all. I've done DoorDash too. I've done, yeah. I've done a lot. I always feel like I, I like to have something because yeah, Ben and I struggled financially too. For that reason too, we didn't have um, a plan we didn't have that time to like let's save a college fund for mm-hmm. for julia let's save this no we had to to move in buy diapers buy all of this and while we were still attacking our own you know student loans that other stuff mm-hmm. so i think that's why it's i i always have that in me like that i don't know i don't know if it's fear or that um urge to always have something and go for something you know there's no excuse no right. excuse why you can't do something yeah and I think that's a really great way you know that it's it's almost like you shouldn't give up like if you know that you have to contribute right or that you know you want to add some additional income you know I think instead of having this mindset of like oh pues no no tengo tiempo or oh it's gonna be impossible like you know I think that there is always a little bit of time right to add in and do a little bit of work, whether if it's, you know, the the door dashing, right? And then you get to choose your schedule, which is great. You know, you you still find that flexibility. Um, So I appreciate you having that mindset and especially how you shouldn't tie yourself in with an employer, especially if that employer doesn't support you or isn't family friendly, right? Because oftentimes these typical nine to five jobs are just not, you know, they have this old school mentality you know, the majority of people nowadays are women who are in the workforce. And then mm-hmm. the schedules are very typical and traditional as if these moms don't have another life, as if they don't have other responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And so I do appreciate you sharing that because there's other ways of making money. There's other ways of bringing an in income, um, you know, to the household. And yeah, and I appreciate you sharing that. 
So yeah, and I I don't know. We shouldn't feel like embarrassed either because mm-hmm. I remember also I worked at Amazon. I remember I've worked at a warehouse, and I remember a part of me was like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm working at a warehouse. You know, um, um, I used to think like, and that's some you know, um, cocky or anything, but I'm like, you know, I had some schooling. I I you know, my parents would be ashamed, but I'm like, you know what? I don't care. This is what I have to do right now. Exactly. It's the season that I'm in and I'm going to do it because it helps me with, um, to be with my kids. I remember I sacrificed sleep because I worked from 12 PM, 12 AM to 4 AM. Mm. So I didn't sleep, you know, because that's something that I wanted to do. I wanted to do that because I wanted to have my other days because I was doing my, my shop, my face fab shop at the time so I I just felt like it it worked for me you know if that if that's something that works for you do it and that's why I always feel like don't feel like that pressure of doing um the right thing of what society thinks do what is right for you and your family you know I did it when Alina was little when I was um, working in corporate healthcare. I had the flexibility to have flex time I remember going in the office at 12 at night midnight so that I can be with my baby during the day you know, I always had something coming, even if it was a little bit. And I don't know, I think that's just in me to, you know, to just work hard for yourself, you know, to, to, to still have a part of me. I just didn't mm-hmm. want to give up. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that, but it's just me that I felt like I didn't want to lose myself, you know? Mm-hmm. And I guess that was the way of me having my time to myself. I remember listening to podcasts, listening to an audio book, you know? When it was, even though at night, I felt good. I felt good because it was my time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. And now you you did a, a career change now. You know, you mm-hmm. used to be in the medical field and, and doing, um, you know, a medical assistance and also, uh, you know, like the insurance aspect of it. And now you're in real estate. So you know, can you walk us a little bit about that experience and, and what inspired you to become a realtor and kind of like, I I just love this because I think that you're, you're hella resilient. (laughs) You're just so, I don't know. I just feel like you're so powerful. Like you have this sense of like, um, clarity about yourself. And, and I really appreciate that. Um, so yeah, so what kind of helped you to become a, a realtor? And then what are your goals as far as with your career? Okay, well, I remember um, Ben and I, and it's crazy how it's it always happens like in that time when it's your time, right? Mm-hmm. I remember Ben and I had gone to a seminar because really Ben has, has was the one that really engraved it in me about real estate. Um, he's like, you know, I want to go to the seminar. I want to learn about fixing and flipping. So we went and this was four years ago. And I remember we were pumped, you know, let's go do it. it and it was a, it was an eye opener for me too. And I remember when they asked, like, always think about your why, you know, what's your why? Mm-hmm. And my why is like my family. My why is that freedom. You know, I don't want to be stuck in an office that I'm not happy in. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't have a college background. I don't have a, a college degree that can give me that. I don't know, those resources to have a job that I would like. Um, Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to go back to college because I didn't feel like it was the right thing for me. Mm -hmm. So I remember when um, Ben had mentioned um, wholesale real estate, you know, he actually started first. And then, you know, he was like, well, in Illinois, I think it'd be best for you, um, for one of us to get our license that way, you know, we work together as a team. And I'm like, you know what, I'll do it because 
I started doing my research on, on real estate and yeah, that I felt like it can provide me and our family um, like that, that step to get us to where we want to be. And that is time of freedom, you know, mm -hmm. is that my thing, right? Freedom of time, time of freedom. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, that life that can give us the time together, because oftentimes, you know, life, life goes by so fast. I see mm -hmm. Julian, he's 10 years old, Elena, she's six. And I'm an overthinker. I start thinking like, oh my God, you know, he's going to start going to high school. He's going to start going this. And I just want to be there to, to give him a lifestyle that he appreciates, but that he also, I want to teach him that he doesn't need to believe everything society says, mm -hmm. you know, he doesn't need to have, um, go to the, to, um, a certain college to succeed in life. You know, he can, mm -hmm. he can learn how to invest. There's other ways of being successful. Yes. You know, and oftentimes in our culture, you know, and we were brought up thinking that like, you know, and it's nothing wrong, you know, obviously, because you, you work in education, there's nothing wrong mm -hmm. with that. But we were brought up like, okay, education is what gets you far. I, and I feel that it's knowledge, knowing, mm -hmm. knowledge is what gets you far, not yes. unfortunately, not what a lot of the things they teach in school is not knowledgeable. It's things mm -hmm. that, you know, get you through life, give you that, that knowledge to succeed and grow and live free. Right. So that's, I think that's really my motivation. I felt like that was my key. You know, I didn't need a college degree. I'm like, okay, well, this can, can get me in the doorsteps to then later on, you know, start investing, doing a lot of things. Yes. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I chose. And so far I'm liking yeah. it. It's a lot of learning, but I do love being there. Um, and I was just actually telling Ben, it's crazy how I wonder if us realtor women, maybe that should be a topic for you. If um, us being women, moms and wives are we looked at differently in the business field because oftentimes I started noticing when I go to certain trainings and stuff like that um when they know you have a family and a wife it's like oh okay like you're kind of put place a little bit because you're not mm. single or you're not a male figure I I wonder if there's a difference in mm -hmm. in that other you know business world so I yeah. wonder how yeah, that's something that I'm figuring out myself. Yeah, yeah. So I have some motherhood questions now. So, you know, I typically ask this to to my guests about, you know, just specific um, things about what they make out of motherhood, right? So what okay. still surprises you about being a mommy? So you have a 10-year-old and a 6-year-old. What uh -huh. still surprise you? how I'm still learning. Oh my God. Like there's no right way of parenting. Um, right now I'm at the stage where my son is growing up and it's being very hard for me to adjust. I'm trying not to freak out, but it does scare me. Just, I'm already thinking like, Oh my God, they're going to leave my home one day and I'm going to be alone. <laughs> um, it's just, uh, like, yeah, that surprises me a lot. How at the end of the day, as much as I want, want them to be a certain way, they are still their own you know, their own human little beings, you know, but um, I love how a lot of the things that I have told them as little babies, they'll, they'll remember and they, they use it. So that's why I feel that it's so important how the things we say to them, I feel like their confidence really comes from the things we've always reassured them. Mm -hmm. You know, I always have them say, I am smart. I'm kind, you know, like that movie. The um, help. I'm, I'm yeah. Because it's true, and I admire it. It surprises me how how um, they're very confident and they speak good about themselves. Don't get me wrong; they have their days, 
well, they'll say, oh, I'm, I'm dumb. And I always catch them and I remind them, don't say that, mm-hmm. you know, because, because it's true, whatever you speak out, it's, it, it comes to reality, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if I'm answering it right. Is that, is it answering right? Is yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. It's just like the not, um, not knowing there's no perfect book that tells you how to be a parent. You know, there's, they're all so different. Elena's totally different from Julian and I'm learning to communicate, you know, with each individual differently, mm. you know, and that's something that Ben and Ben has struggled a little bit more because he's a certain way and he feels that it, they should be talked to a certain way. But no, at the end of the day, Julian is Julian, Elena is Elena, and they both understand things differently. So you have to talk to them in a way that he'll understand and that she'll understand. Yeah. 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 That, that's really what surprises me. Just that whole, like, the unknown, the new, the new things that come up as parents, you know, every year, every, it's different. It is. It's so yeah. different. Yeah. It's like, you know, when you think that you have mastered in something, something else comes and it's like, oh crap, yeah. now I have to learn again, or I have to learn about all of these different milestones or childhood development things. And, and yeah, and right now, yeah, the, your kiddos are old enough, but they're each almost going through their own phase, right? Like Julian yeah. is kind of going into his preteen years. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, Ellie is obviously, you know, she's still in that primary school age, right? So she's yeah. not a baby, but still, you know, she can, she is independent. And how do you balance that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So whew, I have a lot to learn. <laughs> um, yeah, I do too. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be fine. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so, what is one tip of advice that you have for a new Latina mommy? I know Latina mommy, honestly, just to, to, to seek help, seek for resources and just to know that they're not alone. Honestly, like I get amazed by all these like communities that, that there are, there is help. It's just a matter of, um, being vulnerable and speaking up, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. speak up. And if you need help, yeah, there, there's help out there. There really is yes. honestly. And that that's honestly my best advice and be present. Don't let society tell you how to be a mom. I feel like that's why you should never judge how, um, you know, how moms raise kids or whatever, because at the end of the day, as long as, you know, you give that child love, nurture and care, and you show it in your own way, that's all that matters to that child, because that's your child, you know, and just really be present and, and live in the moment, really. And don't let society tell you otherwise, because I feel like now we're so pressured to to be look a certain oh, way, yes. see a certain yes. way, and we shouldn't, you know, yes. do you, boo? That's what I say. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love it. Thank you so much for that advice. I think that that is very yeah. meaningful. Um, all right. So the last question: What is the meaning of madrehood to you? Mm. So I actually looked it up, and it's crazy because I'm like madrehood. Like you hear it all the time, you know, but when you define something, it's totally different. And yeah. I Googled it and it, every motherhood kept coming up, motherhood, yeah. motherhood, motherhood. <laughs> but like for me, I feel like motherhood is just the journey of you being a mom. You know, it's to me, it's also the the purpose that it gives you, you know, through your journey of motherhood. Um, culture plays a big role, obviously, your culture. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's really just, you know, motherhood is just, you know, motherhood journey. It's just your journey as, as a madre, a, la, mm-hmm. a Latina mom. Mm-hmm. 
you know yeah yes yeah yeah thank you there's no specific right way um of motherhood but i think um for at least based on my observation i think you have done such a great job and you, you are yeah you set such a great example at least for me now as a new mommy like i'm like oh you know like i've always thought like oh my gosh gary is such a great mom like that's something that i want to do you know like it's almost like yes i'm the older one well kind of because we're only 11 months apart but oh, like yeah. you know i i look up to you in that way for for being oh, such okay. a phenomenal woman pero también like a, a mommy like Juju and Ellie are so lucky to have you. And I, I always say that, but I wanted to say this out in public. <laughs> the emotional. Yeah. Well, you too, I think. And it's crazy because I remember I used to be mad when you used to say like, I don't know if I want to have kids. I don't know if I want to have kids. And I remember I thinking like, how is she going to be as a mom? And now I see you and it's like, wow, like you can see that love you have, you know, that love he has for you. And it's amazing what motherhood gives you, right? Like that. I don't know. I think it's such a good purpose in life, you know, that they just make you want to do more for yourself and for your life. Mm -hmm. So just to see that, it's just like, it's amazing to see how you're such a mom now, you know, it's really <laughs> yeah. good. And yeah. you're doing a great job. Thank you. We all are. Yeah. So yeah, we de yes, definitely we need to celebrate, you know, even like I, I mentioned, like the, the platform of this is to celebrate ourselves, even with the little things or the big accomplishments, or even when we fail, I think that we just need to recognize that because like you said, there is no right way to mother, right? Even though we do feel the pressure, I think whatever yeah. you end up doing, like, it's fine. And it's okay. And you For shouldn't sure. feel like you need, you're going to be criticized. Like you said, exactly. you do you boo. And, yes. and it's so true. It's so true. Yeah, this is helpful. I think that's going to help build a community too. Like even, mm -hmm. you know, people out there that might've heard my story can reach out to you, to me. And, it, and it's all about, you know, having, um, opening up and talking and, you know, knowing that you're not alone. Cause I, I struggle with that. I felt like I was like, no one's, no one's going through my story, you know? So it's just that, now we have these resources. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming. I know we can talk for hours, I days. <laughs> yeah, but thank you so much. Um, and where can people follow you? Um, I have um, Instagram and Facebook. Um, my Instagram, I have two. I have um, Faith at Boutique. If you're interested, I make t-shirts, customized gifts. And I also um, have my you know, my business, real estate, and my personal Instagram, which is sold by Karina dash Chicago and Facebook, Karina Avila Favela. Okay, great. And I'll make sure to share that in the show notes um, for, for people to follow you. And, and that way, you know, <laughs> people can be inspired by your story and hopefully, um, you know, reach out to you for real estate related stuff. So, awesome. all right, Gary, thank you so much. And um, we will see you all in the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to the Viva La Mami podcast. If you like this episode, make sure to leave a review and write what episode really resonated with you. If you really loved it, share it on social media or with an amiga. As always, please subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening. Make sure to follow me at Viva La Mami on Instagram or visit vivalamami.com. Please note the information shared in this podcast is for educational purposes only and should not be replaced by your healthcare provider nor taken as professional advice. <laughs>